I'm Bill Finn. You may remember me from other popular podcasts like This American Lice, Daycare Disasters, and The Crafty Brewtown Strangler, The Limited Edition Killer. Take it from me, a good podcast is like a fine wine, perfect for binging. It's season three of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Chris Beyer, and my co-host, as always, is Jim Martin. Hello. Tonight's guest is Monty Kirk. Uh, We're doing the podcast via Zoom because of the coronavirus situation that's going on. So I brought Monty on here today because Monty is the first person that I know that had the coronavirus and got over the coronavirus. Is that true, Monty? Yes, it is. Yeah, let's just start with the timeline. When do you think you got it? How do you think you got it? Take us back to the start with this. Uh, Late March, I started getting uh, real bad allergies. Went to urgent care. Everything was fine. No symptoms. A couple of days later, woke up to try to go to work in the morning. Couldn't hardly walk. Had very bad coughing, and couldn't breathe. People are very curious with this virus about how it affects different age groups. How old are you, Monty? 45. Okay. You said you couldn't walk. Was that just because you were so tired, or was that achy, or what was that? No, come to find out, it was pneumonia setting in. Wow. So I can only walk about two or three steps, and then I was out of breath. Okay. So when you first started feeling this, the coronavirus news was forefront. Uh, This really came into the coronavirus news really started coming on strong about mid-March. So late March, when you started feeling the symptoms, were you really concerned when you felt that? Not at the time, because I normally have bad allergies and they come in around that time also. So, but I knew something was wrong because they really hit me very hard Hmm. and strong. And did you get tested then, or did they just say, this has got to be it? No, I stayed home for precautionary reasons, and then when I got real ill, when I lost my appetite, I went to the emergency the next day. So that was April 2nd when I went to the emergency. Okay. And then um, did chest x-rays, let me know I had pneumonia in my left lung. I had a fever of 102 when Hmm. I was there, went to IV, and I was fine. I went home. Um, I found out three days later I was positive. Okay. That they sent you home. Okay. Yeah. Let's say three years ago you had the same symptoms, but there was no news about the coronavirus. Would you, have you gone to the hospital then? Were you? What I'm getting is, did you go to the hospital because of all the, the news that had been going on or the symptoms were scary enough? No, the symptoms were scary enough. Once I couldn't really walk around and then it was getting worse for me to move around the house, the biggest thing, once I lost my appetite, that was, I already knew something was seriously wrong at that yeah. point. You're a big eater? No, but I have an appetite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you went to the hospital, they gave you IV and they took chest x-ray and stuff, but did they give you anything that would, like, I don't know, help you breathe? I mean, because they sent you home, you know, but you're kind of in the same state as you were when you got there, weren't you? Yeah, they gave me prescription for antibiotics. 
um, for the pneumonia, and it was some other medication um, to help with the pneumonia. So that's what I had to go get afterwards. And it was more of just resting and waiting until the pneumonia subsided. Okay. Mm -hmm. Had you ever had pneumonia prior to this? No, that was my first time. And I don't want it ever again. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) That's the last time, hopefully, right? Yeah. How did it progress? It was slow. I said the hardest part was being in isolation by myself. So that was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Did they tell you that they suspected that you had coronavirus, or did did they speculate about that? They tested me for the flu and the coronavirus, just to make sure. Sure. So I got the test results a couple of days later that I was negative for the flu. But fourth or fifth, that's when I got a call from the hospital that you know I was positive for COVID-19. Okay. And then they told you to stay how many days in isolation? Um, 14 days. You had somebody leaving food at your door, or how did you how yeah. did you how did you survive during this? Yep. I had people leave food by the door. Wow. It was like handoffs. Okay. Jeez. I'm married. I have two kids, and and my wife and I have talked about like, well, what if one of us gets it? You know, where would we go? Because we don't have a basement we could go to. You know, I've seen a lot of people like I think whatever some guy on the news got it, and he went to the basement. We don't have anything that's so isolated where, you know, everybody would be completely removed from us. You know, so there's like a guest room. In a, be- in a bathroom on the lower, on the first floor, and we guess we kind of figured like, oh, I guess we would do something like that. But it's just kind of weird to to try and think about where is the place I could go in my house that I wouldn't be around anybody and I'd be able to just hang out there for two weeks. I don't think it's that easy for everybody, you know. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I was fortunate, but I was still by myself, and that's like the hardest thing is being by yourself. Oh, for sure. So now you first started feeling sick, we'll say about March 25th or so. Is that about right? Yep. Yep. So, so they say, I think the average incubation for this before you start getting symptoms is about seven to 10 days. So that takes us back to maybe March 15th through the 18th. Do you have any guesses as to how you might have got this? No, I have no, no idea. Did anybody you know had this before you or after you? No, I'm, I've known people or relatives had got it like the same week, mm-hmm. but I wasn't around them beforehand. So it was kind of odd. And if I was, I wasn't in, even in close proximity to them. You know, I was probably at least eight or 10 feet away from them. Yeah. Now you are, uh, you're African-American and they say that this is more prevalent in that community I just know you, Jim. I don't know if you know anybody that's had coronavirus, do you? Uh, yeah, our neighbors, next door neighbors, they uh, suspect that they had it. They never got the actual test, but they had all the symptoms. It took them like a month before they finally could actually feel like themselves again. So they just kind of assumed that, that that's what that was. But Monty, how about you? Do you know people that have this? Yeah, relatives, yeah, co-workers. Anybody have a bad outcome that you know of? Just one one friend who died. Yeah, a couple people who I know have died from it. Oh, really? Wow, a couple people, really. Were they healthy people or did they have health conditions that might have made them more susceptible? Yeah, they had. They both had health conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you emerged from quarantine when? What about the second week in April then? Yeah, around 
April 19th. Okay. So did you have to have, were there certain criteria you had to meet, like, you know, no fever for three days without medication or anything like that? or Yeah, that no yeah. cough and no fever, no no symptoms Okay. before I can go back to work. Oh, yeah, yeah, before you could go back to work. But what about coming out of, like, out of quarantine? Was it the same thing? Yeah, really? it was basically the same thing. My doctor was like, yeah, you've been out, but just stay out even longer just to make okay. sure. Sure. Because you have a public job, you are a city of Milwaukee police officer. Yes. And so you had to make extra, extra sure that everything was clear. Correct. I always have this feeling that if I got it and got over it, I'd feel on top of the world. Do you feel invincible at this point? Do you feel relieved that you went through this process? No, because I know it might you know, reoccur, but I am feeling 100%. It was a gradual climb for me um mm -hmm. i think once i did heal all the way i was like i'm gonna say 90 percent um then like another two weeks then i've actually got to back to being 100 percent okay okay what do you think that was i'm gonna say you're in about the third i'll say the beginning of may okay, okay. so i'm gonna say okay. at least about good five weeks so sure from when it actually started happening at least five to six weeks. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any residual issues with your lungs after that pneumonia? No. No, okay. that's good. fine. Good, good. And you're feeling good now, obviously, because it's middle of yeah. May now, and you're good, good. When they sent you home and you went into your quarantine, did, did it just, just kind of slowly get better then, or you didn't have anything else going on? Did you have to go back to the hospital at all, or were you able to just stay at home? No, I just watched TV, read a lot, and just okay. slowly just healed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you want, right? If you you got to do it, you got to do it that Best to do it that way, right? Right. Yeah, well, you never really were scared during this process. Where you, you said the toughest thing was just the isolation. Yeah, it was like being on house arrest. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. You can look out the window and see people moving Ooh. around and you can't do nothing. <laughs> Wave. Yeah. But yet you're here. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Strange. It's strange enough just being in the house, you know, with the family and just not really being able to go anywhere and see anybody and connect it, connect it all. That was, that's, that's weird enough, let alone like just be by yourself. Yeah. It's a different ball game Yeah, from being by yourself and then you can still look outside and then you can't do nothing. I mean, that's right. a whole different mindset you have to put yourself into. Yeah. It's not yeah. like going to the woods and you're being a, a hermit. It's completely different because that's by choice. This wasn't by choice, so it's kind of different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What procedures uh, does uh, City Milwaukee Police have you guys do when you're out in the field now? We're wearing our mask all the time, uh, being in contact okay. with citizens. So yeah. that's, that's the first precaution and just taking things a lot slower. Yeah. You just have to assume everybody's got this thing. And we should all just do whatever we got to do with that assumption that we all have it. So let's not pass it around. So what do we do about that? It's just kind of weird. It's just uh, six right. feet away and the masks and the, you know, the shutdowns of all the businesses and everything has been crazy. In that two weeks, did you do anything with your mind that kind of got you through it or did it just kind of drive you nuts? Or I mean, was there any, any games that you played with yourself? Like, did you do anything special or just kind of just ride it out, do your best? 
No, I just write it out, did my best. Talked on the phone when I could. I'll get out of breath so fast, so then I have to get off the phone. Okay. But sure. like I say, I was just watching TV, reading while sleeping. So it yeah. was between those things I did on a daily basis until I started getting better. Sure, sure. That might have almost been worse then, I would think, right? <laughs> like you start feeling like you could do stuff, and you're like, well, I got to be here another week? Yeah. How much weight do you think you lost, if you lost weight? No, I know I lost weight, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a skill, but I knew I lost some weight. Right. That's something you mentioned before about loss of appetite. There's certain drives that we all have as humans that you take for granted, and one of them is your appetite. You always assume you're going to be hungry when you haven't eaten. But uh, we've all had illnesses. You know, I've had the flu in the past uh, where – you're just not hungry for days upon days. It's a weird feeling to not have that drive. Yes. And like I said, I lost it just the one day, and, and that's when I knew something was majorly wrong. Right. Like I say, I always have appetite. Right. Always. Yeah. 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 Did you lose your sense of taste and smell too, or was it just appetite? Nope, just appetite. Okay. That's good. I've heard that that's one of the symptoms, early symptoms. is like all of a sudden you can't taste things, you don't smell things, and – it's all over the board, it seems like. I think every every illness symptom that there is in the book, I think, has been talked about with this thing. Nausea, sniffles or not sniffles, you know, congestion, no congestion, cough, all the, everything. It seems like everything's been listed. Everybody's had something. So, I think the biggest thing is just knowing your body and knowing, like I said, I knew something was wrong with my allergies went out of whack so quickly because normally it takes days, but it, okay. it hit me so hard that first week and I was like, okay, something's not right. The second day and it was still worse. I was like, yeah. But like I said, I didn't have a fever. I didn't have those early symptoms of what they were saying, what COVID-19 was. Mm -hmm. Do the doctors want you to follow up with them at any point or are you all done as far as that's concerned? No, I'm all done as far as that. Did they ask you to give antibodies? Did they ask you to give blood so you can get anything like that or? No. Yeah. Not yet, I should say. Not yet. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So what books did you read? Oh, I was reading um, Servant Leadership. Um, read some online articles, some news stuff, just whatever was going on. Okay. Yeah. So did you break out War and Peace or anything like that? Like, all right, finally no. going to sit down and read this thing. <laughs> Nothing like no, that. No, no. All right. <laughs> I talked about this before that I feel that if I had it, I'd feel invincible to a certain extent. Uh, but you're, you, like you said, you're taking just as many precautions now as you would have, huh? Just because there could be a mutation you could get again. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the end game for this virus? Do you think, you think we're going to get out of it with a vaccine or do you think uh, it'll just run its course? What's your hope and what's your expectation? Yeah, I'm just hoping that it mutate enough that it'll just kill itself. That's my biggest hope. Right. SARS and MERS and whatnot, those were serious infections, but they eventually just went away without a vaccine. So maybe that will happen here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think some of, some of the encouraging news that I'm hearing is that not so much on the vaccine front, but on the on the treatment, it seems like they're, they're coming up with some things that just can kind of, you know, for a treatment that just kind of kill it more uh, easily, I guess. They destroy the structure of the thing or... That's, what, that's more realistic to start looking at right now than a, than a vaccine, I think, is, okay, when we have it, can we treat people so that it's not, you know, kind of Russian roulette where they're, who knows who's going to die, who's going to live, we don't know. 
that's more important to me than a vaccine right now. Yeah. When you went to the hospital, Monty, back in early April, was it a busy place? Was it overrun in any way? No, it was a strange feeling. It was just me. I don't know. I think there was a couple other people there, but that was it. I didn't see them, but you can just sense. But that was it. It was a different, a different place. Right. Yeah. And we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Did you go to St. Joe's? Yeah, I went to St. Joseph's Hospital. Yeah. That's uh, that's where I was born. Were you born there, Jim? I don't, you don't think re- you don't I remember. Don't, I don't remember when I was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, I don't remember. I, I don't. I should probably know that, right? Should, I should, yeah, it's probably would, a good uh, thing to know. Yeah, right? I thought you would know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's probably one of those security questions, right? And some yeah. account. Where were you born? Ah, I don't. I don't know. Milwaukee somewhere. I was at a. I was at a seminar. I was talking with somebody and somehow the topic of birthdays came up and I had mentioned my birthday and this other guy said, oh, that's my birthday too. I said, oh, that's kind of cool. And I said, what year? We share the same birth year, right? Oh, really? Same birthday, same birth year. I asked him what hospital? Mm -hmm. St. Joe's. We were born at the same hospital, same day, same year. That's crazy. And then I got kind of mad that he hadn't kept in touch. Right. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like we, we made a pact that day. We wouldn't lose touch, right? We're crib mates, and the guy never right. had followed up. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's out there somewhere. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Maybe this, what if he switched? You know, what if he looks like your dad or something? You know, you look like his mom, you know, something like that. Some weird Let, thing. Let's, like, yeah. let's not get into that. There's some <laughs> debate about family, you know, so we don't want to. <laughs> I was going to say, you're the shorter one of the of the family. That's, uh, yeah, that's a little odd. That's. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I don't look, to look like, into. This guy kind of looks like my brothers, actually. So, <laughs> s- s- right, I'm just, an I'm extra. Just out there. Yeah, an extra. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, I want to thank you for coming on our, our podcast here tonight, sharing what you uh, went through in regards to COVID. Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about this? No, just stay safe. That's yeah. all I have. Well, th- thanks a lot, Monty. We appreciate it. We're glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Monty. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Yes. Good night. All right. Good night. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the long-awaited Return of the King. Bryant Mason.